Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 107, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And Tommy. And we sound a little bit different today. We're on the cutting edge of technology. Um, Tony's actually in a bungalow 600 miles below the South Pole. Um, And we're using satellite phones. Very close, very close to it, actually. Yes, I'm sitting in the laundry of the <laughs> holiday home I've rented for the weekend. <laughs> In the South Pole? Yes. Yeah. The Airbnb Antarctica. The Airbnb's everywhere, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you, know, you know we can't travel at the moment, so it has to be a, a local a local support, local cover approach. Yeah, so it's, it's, I'm in the mountains. Uh, I'm in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's kind of so, cold and kind of alpine and kind of... Um, well, it's very alpine. Alpine is quite dialed up. It's very, very chilly. It's very brisk outside, I must say. Are you so you're in an Airbnb or in your, are you in a? It's like a holiday home, isn't it? You said. Yeah, like an Airbnb apartment place oh, yeah. in um, in uh, Lake Tekapo. Well, not in the lake itself, of course, but um, <laughs> in the in the village that um, sits on the rim. The, rim, the rimming village, I think it's... No, 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 no. No, it's not that sort of a no. website. Um, <laughs> They're not as good for, right? Can you do me a favour? Is it... So you're in Tikapo. So what I want you to do, by the time you come back, um, on your travels, take a mental tally of how many hotels and motels have the word alpine um, or um, lake in their in their either their signage or their name because I reckon anyone around there because it's Lake Tekapo and it's near mountains right so it's going to say Alpine it's going to say Lake the Alpine Lake Motel that, that, that's, a, that's an absolute sitter right like I haven't seen the Alpine Lake Motel I'm sure that domain has gone <laughs> <laughs> I've got to search this Alpine Lake Motel because that would be absolutely perfect Alpine Lake Motel. So you're set up, you've got the internet sitting there at hand? Yeah, I've got my, uh, I've got Alpine Lake Motor Lodge that popped up. Where's that? That's pretty good. Let's see, I've, I'm... Uh, uh, Topor, Topor in the central north. Another lake, but right. a different island, Long Island. Yeah. And, is, and were you looking for .co.nz, so you're only searching New Zealand? Uh, I just searched, I just Googled the Alpine yeah. Lake... Uh, motor Lodge and um, oh, yeah. well, Alpine Lake Motel actually. Total. Oh, they're sitting running by two names here. It's a bit confusing. Who are you? Are you a motor lodge or a motel? What, what is the difference? Back when I used to do um, videos for places like that, there was a, quite a few that had um, had dual entities. I guess it gives you two spots in the in the Googles. Yeah, good point actually, because I've got the Alpine Lake Motel and the Alpine Lake Motor Lodge. So you could get one that's the Alpine Motel, and you could get the Lake Motel, and then you're, you're covering all your bases. You got you got both Mot- markets going on. Motor Lodge seems like something like out of the seventies or something, right? Like it doesn't seem like a modern term, like staying yeah. in a motor lodge. It always it sounds really like like log log fire cabin, sitting by the fire, really cozy. Our motor lodge, I reckon. 
Yeah, so it gives me like, images of like like cars from the 1970s, people <laughs> with like flared pants, and you know, oh, yeah. as you say, like, a like orange carpet and orange clothing. I think it's like orange is the colour. I don't think orange comes to the forefront. Like orange is yeah. there, oranges and sort of uh, those sort of like colours, those bright colours. Like, those, like they have a um, green. Yeah, they, they have like a real dark forest green type thing, but they also yeah. have a fun, uh, sorry, a conversation pit. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Conversation. People are smoking yep. inside. Um, yeah, wearing those really big like um, David Bain sweaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like those ones, you know, people people that when they go on like those skiing holidays, they wear the jerseys, but they've got like a. It's like a big collar, but it buttons up, or it has those wooden toggles. Like, what's with that? They don't wear just like a zip up anything. If you're ever going to wear a, a large, a, like oversized woolen jersey with a with a like a half collar on it with wooden toggles, you, you probably need to look around because you're probably on a ski holiday. That's <laughs> <laughs> my that's my theory. Um, so where I'm located. I'm sitting in the driver's seat of my car inside my garage in the dark. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't turned the light on, but it's pitch black. I mean, the garage is a place we would often record from in you know, happier times, right? And yeah. uh, I guess you're back in, back in there. That's good. That's good to be back. Yeah. In, I snuck uh, out here because uh, I'm not too loud because the baby was asleep and then... Um, she was also due to wake up any minute now, so I would have had to move halfway through. So I went out to the garage, and then while I was in the garage, I was like, well, the car's here, and that's got seats in it. So I might as well sit in the car. And so I shut that, got in, and put the roller door back down, and uh, then called you. And then um, the light that was on was just the one from the roller door, which is on the timer, so it just turned off. Yeah, it's linked lock, isn't it? It's linked lock, so, yes. so, so now I'm in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, famously I've taken a number of phone calls like at work in my car over the years because we haven't really had a private room to do so. And like you sit in your car on in, like a hot summer day with the sun beaming in, and by the end of it you are just absolutely drenched in sweat from sitting in a, in a hot vehicle. So it's what you do for the sake of a private phone call, right? Yep, dead right. Um, I am finding that's one of the. Should we give us a small update to international guests slash listeners um, where we're at as a country? We're in New Zealand, um, despite Tony trying to escape to Antarctica and make it out um, with the borders shutting. Um, we are now how many weeks of lockdown? Full lockdown? We had four weeks, and then there's kind of we had, a, we had we're uh, nearly five. We're nearly five weeks of lockdown, and then we had yeah. a couple of weeks of like. They eased it a little bit, and then so basically lockdown three... was takeaways for a while, eh? Yeah, and now <laughs> we've had three weeks of like it's almost normal, but everyone has to have distancing. You can put half the amount of people in restaurants and bars. You've got to check into places when you go to contact trace if, if possible. Um, there's everyone's squirting hand sanitizer at you, left, right, centre as you go into places. So it's it's sort of like yeah. it's it's normal, but. It's normal-ish. Like, normal-ish, yeah. yeah. But like, our like, lockdown was like super lockdown. Like you weren't allowed to go anywhere, essentially, yeah. unless you're an essential worker. Yeah. Um, and it was like five weeks of that. Um, yeah, that's right. But where, where we're at, um, numbers-wise, there's 
hasn't been a new case of uh, COVID-19 for over a week. Um, even then, it was kind yeah, of... Nine, nine days. Yeah, nine there days. So even then, it was kind of once and twos, and people who had been in isolation with other people who were, had, you know, were known to have it. So um, as of right now, or as of yesterday, sorry, because I haven't even heard today's, you know, midday announcement, um, there was only one remaining active case in the entire country of someone who had it. So we're pretty someone, much clear of it. Yeah, someone between 50 and 59 years old in Auckland, I believe it was. Um, and, and we're all just waiting yeah, for there to get better so that we can say we've had a clean sheet. We're sending get well soon cards and flowers and stuff. Um, I said to, I said to my wife, we've got to get them the vitamin C. Like, we've got to send them some lemons, some honey. Yeah. Hot water bottles. Because the, um, the post, postage system is so backed up that it'll probably take about six months to reach. The lockdowns have two effects on people, I reckon. They're either the sort of person that's like, oh my God, we're saving so much money, there's no daily commute, there's no you know, takeaways and stuff like that. So um, everyone's like, my my bank balance is, is looking strong. Or they're the sort of person where it's like, they're spending their time online, they've fallen for every single ad that Wish and AliExpress could fall could throw their way. And so they've just completely backed up our mail system to the point where an overnight delivery is now about five days long and it's something like three times worse than Christmas um, just because the, those types of people have bought literally everything they can, you know, find the buy button for. What's it you? It's like a it's like that whole therapy thing, like that whole retail therapy that people are upset about not being able to go anywhere. So it's like click, 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 buy all these things. Yeah. And now there's this tsunami wave of parcels and yeah. there's still like no flights. So <laughs> like nothing gets through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So which are you? Have you saved money or you spent? Saved a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's had a lot of money over the, over the lockdown, and because then they're looking at a job, and fortunately that all worked out okay in the end. Um, but I've spent. So you a were looking like you were going to lose your job, but now you've kept your job and you just kind of shifted jobs within the same time. Yeah, we weren't, we, weren't, we weren't sure, weren't sure what was going to happen, but um, found out that it's all okay. So excellent, pretty good, pretty lucky, uh, and. Yeah, so I was very conservative with spending any money, but now I've sort of been just like, you know, throwing cash up in the air, match to it, lighting it up, just because I can now, you know? Like, it's just yeah, yeah. what I spend. Yeah, yeah, I've go. done the thing where I'm in a similar boat. I've said, you know, I basically, um, being in a satellite town as well, I, I put aside a fair bit of money for a commute and just haven't had to take my car anywhere. So I was like, yeah, we're saving heaps. And then I get to the end of the month and I was like, we've saved heaps. And now I'm like, I'm spending it. <laughs> so, so now that the lockdown's over and everything's back over, and I'm kind of, I've got the attitude of like, um, I'll spend it, but I'll spend it in the places that I want, uh, that I know might be hit, and I want to, you know, uh, keep them around. So I'm going to blow this cash, reap all the rewards, but also make sure that it's the right kind of businesses that I'm supporting. So yeah, yeah, like I feel like buying this, so I'm buying that. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think that's this is my second weird trip away. Like, I've done since they lifted the stringent lockdown rules, and thought, hey, need to go support these places, right? And when the when the order of lockdown was lifted, 
went on and booked a few places because it was all super cheap as well. Um, and have made a couple of trips. This is the second one I've done now. Nice. And yeah, we've got another one coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. We just thought like wanted to get out and like there's no tourists in the country. Like it's like throwback to so like the 1950s where like there was just no international tourism in this country and <laughs> it was only locals out on their holidays over so it's a long weekend this weekend, Queen's birthday weekend, even though yeah. it's Queen's birthday in April, but uh, don't ask why. And <laughs> go back a couple of months. And in the process, I've broken the oven at the place for staying, but we're good. Oh, good. So you support them yeah. with, like your bond can stay there too. Yeah, so I, I just wait to see what happens. We'll see how much more uh, my credit card gets charged. Like the oven, yeah, well, I'm supporting like the, glass, the internal glass, internal glass of the oven just shattered. Ah, okay, great. <laughs> a couple of hours ago. So yeah, we'll see what my what happens to my credit card after that. But <laughs> it's damaged. Uh, we always yeah. the place we ended up in is amazing. Like it's so so gorgeous views out over the lake. But we were in like a really basic place. But they moved us into this one because there was a funky smell in the old place. So they're like, what? sorry, it's a funky smell. So do you mind moving? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine. And but when we arrived, like the instructions they'd sent us were really vague. So it was like, go to a key press and get the key. So we got the key out of the key press. And there were like three units. So there's two quite small ones and then the massive one that we're in for virtually nothing. And tried to get into the, the first unit because we were supposed to be at number, well, 2A. I was like, okay, well, 2A and here's unit A. It must be us, right? So tried to get in. The key wouldn't work. And I thought, oh, it must be the wrong unit or whatever. Well, there must be another door. So I went to try the next one. Just as we were about to go to the next one, this guy in, like, his, like, late 20s opens the door wearing just a towel. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, what are you doing? Like, who are you, who, who are you guys? What? Like, oh, um, That's really aggressive. Just, just like, yeah, well, why would you ask the door? Like, I just, I just tried to turn it off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we're like, weren't sure where to go. Like, the directions are really, really poor. Um, and it seems like you just we interrupted him in the middle of quarters. That's what we thought. <laughs> like, with his girlfriend. But like, it really seemed like that. Like, hmm. And like he was really unhappy about it, so we just apologised yeah. and to wait. Didn't yeah, it didn't seem like you know, I think he must have tucked himself up up into the top of the towel so he wasn't still <laughs> Jesus <laughs> like fully you know, fully engorged. Uh right. so they had that. And then when we were outside the floor. Were they all holiday homes? Uh, the, the place we are in uh, yeah, 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 they are there's all holiday homes around us. Right. Yeah, um, so that guy would have been a, a you know someone holidaying. It's not like oh, like totally, it totally is. Yeah, it totally uh, is. And fornicating. I mean, like, I mean holidaying. Yeah. <laughs> definitely was fornicating. I, I've got, I, I must say, it, has, it, has, it couldn't have been anything other than this. He was, <laughs> oh, he was just like because he, he, he said, "Oh, yeah, me and my missus have just arrived." I'm like, oh, oh you just arrived, what? and oh. <laughs> You just arrived, and I was I was there like a little bit of a rise. Well, speaking yeah, speaking of rise, a little bit of a rise, and about an hour ago we got back, and I was just having a wee like no we peek inside their rooms because they're open, they weren't there, 
and they're quite small. Not sure about him, but the rooms are quite small. And <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, I haven't really looked, really looked inside this. And just as I clamber up the edge to peek in their window, they fucking come home. Oh, God. So he shoots me this glare again. But like, they've been out all day. And like the second I go to have a look in their window, they, they come back. So I decided to climb up the hill on the other side and go on the front door of our place or the sliding door of our place. <laughs> and like, but then they didn't want to go past them again. Yeah, so he hates me, I think. Interrupt me yeah. in mid coit And um, he says, a hey, little yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, if it was me though, like, I'm not sure about you, and I mean, if someone was trying the door and it didn't open, like, you know, they, they, clicked, they clinked it, it didn't work, would you open the door? It's just like, yeah, I'll leave it. I'll to go away. I think I'd, I'll just have to go away. I'd wait for a bit. I could get my pants back on, straighten my hair, put a shirt on as yeah. fast as I possibly could. I, might, I probably wouldn't yeah. have been able to get. Um, socks and shoes back on, but <laughs> I'd cover up as much as I could cover up, and then try to catch my breath. And then um, by that stage, you, I would be kind of waiting to see if the door opened or if you moved yeah. on. And in your case, you would have just moved on. Yeah, well, we did. Like, I tried a couple of times. Like, okay, well, clearly this isn't the key to this door because the key doesn't say what door it opened. It was just a random key. So that's so, all okay. your experience. Just label the key, totally. and then this doesn't happen. And then no one hates yeah. you, and no one's interrupted as as, as they're arriving. <laughs> <laughs> People can just arrive at their own time. <laughs> yeah, we've just I've just arrived, and I'm trying to get in the door, and he's like, "Same." <laughs> we've both just arrived. I'm like, "Well, good on you, fella. I'm trying to find my bedroom." <laughs> Yeah, so he's about, he's still there. He's about um, 10 metres from me at the moment. So, um, right. yeah, just hiding out prisoners in their own place with a broken oven. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just a series of unfortunate events with you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. There's one thing I don't yeah. like about I mean, this place. We're like, there's, I'm in, we're in the laundry right now. There's a, there's a second toilet in here. So it's all good, but like in the there's like in the master bedroom, it's 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 sort of a large rectangle area, and it's bedroom at the front, uh, like a walk-in wardrobe in the middle, and then a bathroom at the back with like bath, shower, toilet. Mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah. doors, door open. Oh, that's odd. And like, like I mean, he was my partner, and that's you know great, but I still like to have that. Like there's no buffer zone. Like, yeah, I'd like to, like, say, if I'm going to the bathroom, I'd like to be able to close the door, and, you know, that's that. Uh, but, this is this is a Kev Your Enthusiasm thing, right? This is it, I've been, and, I, and this, is, this is adds to it, what I've been thinking about this whole thing, is I've been watching uh, season 10 of Kev Your Enthusiasm while I've been away. Um, oh, nice. I've been watching season nice. 6, that's where I'm up to. I've watched, I watched the oh. first five, I've watched season 6. Thanks. Yeah, and, uh, like just really things like everything bathroom related. It seems very Larry David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it's just, just too open. I don't like it at all. But my partner, he loves it. He loves the idea of having a big open space. And I'm like, so immediately, immediately, um, two different enthusiasm things spring to mind. One, when he's in like the agent's office and there's a toilet right there, he needs to go. The agent won't. Oh, as a private investigator, maybe. 
won't let him use it, so he kind of sneaks in there when the guy's in a meeting just to so that he can use it. And then two is an episode just watched. He um, he is talking to a guy who is married to a deaf woman, and they've been talking about sign language or something like that. And he's drying his hands and makes the hand signal for cocksucker inadvertently and offends the guy, and he um, swears profusely and. Um, and leave. <laughs> a similar story, like it's like there's a similar story in season ten around using the bathroom where Larry's been sued for sexual harassment, and his lawyer has his own private bathroom, and he asks him not to use the private bathroom, but he takes the opportunity on a second visit to use the private bathroom, then denies it, and then when Larry is under oath uh, testifying about the uh, sexual harassment, uh, the lawyer asks him. Could he use his bathroom? And say, I'll remind you, you're under oath. You're in his own client and ask that question. Well, thanks, brilliant. Genius. That's a good show. So, yeah, other than that, the view's amazing. Good view, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, the so, thing that strikes me, though, with your series of unfortunate events, uh, often they can be avoided if you just don't do stuff like, I need to look inside this person's unit. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for you to need to do that. But what is, why, why do you need to do that? Well, was like, well, my first thing was like, are they still here? Because we haven't seen them all. Why does that matter? <laughs> well, because if they're gone, then I, have to, I can relax. I don't have to worry about running into the guy who's having interviews. Oh, you mean, with you mean not um, have they ducked out for the day? You're wondering if they've checked out and they'll... You're yeah, checked out and gone. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I, so you don't I run into each other out on the balcony sometime or whatever. Yeah, like in the wee car parking space, because there's sort of like three car parks behind here, and they're all quite close in. And his yeah. car wasn't there early. We left, you know, tenish, but their car was gone by then. So, I thought, hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and then I was thinking how subpar their apartment was, and I wanted to sort of, uh, although I guess I've got a broken, broken um, oven and like a really. Uh, Expensive bathroom space bedroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wanted to wanted, wanted wanted to see what was going on in there. Little the, the little one, little guy's place. The little guy's place. And People I was going out the day and yeah, and yeah, he arrived. <laughs> Again, I saw him arriving, and yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a pleasant sight. He just glared at me as he was arriving. <laughs> Locked eyes as <laughs> he arrived. Yeah. And it was incredibly awkward. <laughs> Neither of you wanted to talk to each other afterwards. So, supporting locals by violating other guests and breaking appliances. That's excellent. Yeah. So upgraded to three to this unit that I've damaged and violated other people in. So yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if they'll want us back. <laughs> nice one. Um, <laughs> what's the use of my front? Not a lot, really. Um, we've so you've, had, you've gone through a bit of the uh, some, some family stuff. You've um, been a busy, busy, busy family. You've had a few responsibilities yeah. with. Mrs. B, yeah, um, yeah. My wife finally had the surgery we were waiting over a year for, so she's recovering at the moment. Um, 
So that was delayed due to COVID, wasn't it? Because it was, yeah. it was all booked down and then they were like, no elective surgeries. Yeah, so the problem was that she probably needed to have the surgery a lot closer to when we had the baby, but um, was kind of misdiagnosed and moved doctors and no one kind of made the call. They kind of said, I'll go try physio, and then so we'd wait, you know, two months for the next available physio appointment, then we'd get there and they'd say, oh, no, this has nothing to do with me. You're going to have to go and see a GP, and then you wait another week for that, and then they say, okay, well, um, maybe... um, uh, try this and this, and it's just kind of painkillers, and it doesn't really fix the problem. Between various medical professionals, yeah, exactly. or uh, and the, until eventually, the way it actually worked was that my wife was just saying, "This is ridiculous. I'm going to the GP tomorrow and telling them to refer me for surgery because they just are mucking around." And so they did, and we saw the surgeon, and he said, um, "Yep, you're going to need surgery. Nothing else will fix this." Um, so. Uh, he booked the, uh, he basically put it back on us to say, oh, we could do it in the next, you know, month, or, you know, the next available turned out to be our daughter's first birthday. So we kind of delayed it till a couple of weeks after that to kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, get preparations underway to stop breastfeeding if we needed to and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, pandemic hit. So then it was delayed for another, um, there's no surgeries during level three or four, which is kind of our, our death column levels. Um, and yeah, I think we don't we should really explain that, did we? There's, I'm not sure we said in the last episode, but there's all those like there's like four levels. Yeah, so level and four is full lockdown. Level three is full lockdown, but with takeaways. Um, <laughs> then level two is where we're at at the moment, which is everything can open up, but you've got to do social distancing and kind of. You've got to a restaurant, but you've got to sit like two meters apart from anybody else. Yeah, and and the start of level two was only some people were gathering, and now they've widened that out to 100 people. So, still some stuff in place, but largely um, largely back to normal. Um, so yeah, during level three, there was no surgeries, and we also had the thing of like we were all, you know, it's private medical insurance. We were all going to get to the hospital, have one big room so that you know, all three of us, um, me and my wife and our baby, could be there so that she could um, feed if she needed to or or whatever. Um, but with the level three restrictions, we had to make the call of to she. We literally we could choose between delay the surgery further um, until we're into. Um, you know, level one or, um, you know, back to normal. Um, or um, say, yeah, we'll do the surgery, but it's literally we drop her at the door at 11 and pick her up when she's discharged and we don't even walk into the hospital. So you just sort of drove past, couldn't even stop, just kicked her out the car Yeah, you're still moving. In fact, I couldn't even slow down. Well, we were doing 80, no. we were doing 80 in, a, in a 50. <laughs> We just had to go. Yeah, you're all busy. You, you, you know, well, stop going. You're probably quite a busy day. You know, you sit there and being a solo father for a few days, you're busy. So yeah, kick yeah. out the door. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if there was, it's actually kind of a nice thing to do because if you're going to kick your wife out of the a moving vehicle, you want to make sure they roll into a hospital, don't you? Oh, I mean, that's that's the you, thing want, thing you want to you want to do it. If you're going to if you're going to do that anyway, you want to do it in a bloody emergency room. So that's true. Right. So yeah, then um, uh, it's just me and me and the kid for the night, and. Um, Everything was went swimmingly, and then we went and picked her up the next day. And you're like, actually, don't bother coming back. We can do this without you. Don't worry about it. We, we're fine. <laughs> we got this. I'm all good. 
Don't need, yeah, exactly. Had a, <laughs> Hi, uh, Lane, home. <laughs> had a wee hiccup in that um, we pick her up on a Friday and that throwaway freaking line that, that surgeons or doctors or, you know, these places tend to have that they always, it always kind of raises its head where it's like, we're going to give you this level of pain meds and if it's no good for your GP. And it's like, you realize it's Friday afternoon when you're discharging me. So I'm going from the meds that the hospital's giving me to half as much or none. Um, and you're just kind of using that throwaway line of see your GP like it's possible to do on a frigging Saturday night when the meds stop working. So, <laughs> so naturally that happened. Um, and yeah, we had to toss up whether we're going back into, you know, an emergency room for some frigging drugs or, um, or whatever, but turned out we had some from one of her previous mini surgeries of late that um, that we tried and they worked, so it kind of got us through to when the doctors was open again. But the amount of times you hear those lines, and I've started to learn to pick which ones are going to be trouble later. Like there's, they'll say a line like that, and it's you know they're saying it without any idea of the implications of what CGP means when you've got a one-year-old baby uh, 40 minutes from the nearest. You know, after our medical centre, um, and uh, the doctors aren't open for the weekend. It's like I, I, I know this line is coming back to bite me. I, I heard one. Um, I was listening to another podcast and uh, a few months back, and someone had surgery, and they had it on Christmas Eve. Right. And they were like, "Hey, all good to go. Any problems?" Speak to your GP. Well, yeah. of course, what do you think happened? And <laughs> yeah. Christmas Day, and like trying to get hold of somebody <laughs> on Christmas Day, it's like it never fucking works. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's ridiculous. Because the thing was, the drug she was on, she's been on before, but some people get addicted to it, so the surgeon decides, I'm not going to give prescriptions to anyone. They'll have to go and ask for it. And so we're basically, we're just on Panadol and Nurofen um, from the moment she came home from surgery. And it turned out to be quite an extensive surgery. So basically, if you think of a washboard ab stomach, like, who's that, um, who's that singer? Peter Andre. You think of no, that. This was only plastic, though, but if they were, you know, <laughs> so, plastic abs. If you could take all of those abs and then, like, separate them by about, you know, an inch. Basically, that had to be pushed back and stitched back together. So, abdominal muscles were all separated from having the baby, and um, they never went back. So, yeah, it's like getting a you know a, um, a zip like stitched in down your entire abdomen, and then sent home with a Panadol. Like, come on, it's like holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> you know, insane. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I mean. Sounds like she's a bloody trooper though, Mrs. B, because um, yeah, I know I would be complaining my 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 head off. Um, oh man, uh, uh, yeah. If it was the other way around, I would just be. I I, I think it'd be a messy situation. <laughs> I just like you, yeah, euthanize me right now. Fine, euthanize yeah. me right now, please. Uh, where is it? Chop chop, euthanize me, please. In yep. vain. Go 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 go. <laughs> I don't have time for this recovery shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, have they legalized it yet? Legalized euthanasia yet? No? Okay, well, hurry, hopefully hurry it up in the next couple of hours. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. yeah. The thing of like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah, even like a I'm, mild I'm, I'm in pain, so I'm going to do it. Hey? I'm like, sore, swollen ankle? Put me down. I'm going to I'm going to complain. You don't want to hear this. I, uh, I can't. I don't have it's the best fortitude to get through this. Just, yeah. <laughs> thing, gone. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yep. And grow, yeah, have my grow my cuticle on my nail. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Put me down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the only way it would be good is if um, is if you had that technology of Star Wars. I, I, I've been watching Star Wars lately because everyone assumes I've seen Star Wars and I'm a massive fanboy of Star Wars. I don't know what it is about me that gives off that vibe. Maybe because it had something to do with like filming video back in the day, but or maybe because I wear glasses. You like, you like, like red dwarf? Is, like is, is that like the confusion? Like you like red dwarf? Maybe. Red dwarf slightly different, but. Everyone assumes I've seen them all, so uh, and I don't know why. And um, uh, and so I've had a couple of weeks off to assist with uh, things around uh, around the recovery and all that sort of stuff, and had zero spare time. Like we got a one year old and um, and a wife to take care of, so the only thing harder than looking after the one year old is when the wife needs help as well. Um, yeah, and so I've been watching. Star Wars, like I watched all three of the prequels and then um, and then into those kind of three originals, so that's episode one through six, and then there's you know, um, seven, eight, nine is the new one, um, and I've managed to watch them on my phone mostly, and mostly about ten minutes at a time, because that's all the spare time I've had <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Yeah, part, part one, part two, part three part four, part five, etc yeah. and then one <laughs> yeah. movie, you know Exactly, yeah. That's how yep. I've watched the entire saga, and I'm halfway through episode six now, so um, we've just run into Ewoks. But what I was going to say is um, I didn't realize that um, Luke Skywalker has a fake hand. So one of his hands is completely lifelike, but it's actually robotronic. Um, and um, until they can give us that technology to just replace a limb, like your ingrown toenail, just whack the the leg off of the shin. Give me that robotronic leg, and um, yeah, plug it in. Uh, yep. Otherwise, and just have to worry about like plus. getting it serviced, getting it serviced every year, booking them for a service. Will you win? Yeah. Pop right. off, do the thing, put it back on. You're like, there you go. You get for another ten thousand kilometers. Yep. Get an oil change here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a very very busy few weeks for me, and um, and. Um, that's most of the reason why we haven't done any records and why we've resorted to phone call record because um, otherwise it just wasn't going to happen for another week. Plus, we haven't had a good catch up, you and I, for a while, so it was time. No, busy, busy fellows. Busy mm. fellows. Speaking of um, space, did you watch the SpaceX Crew Dragon launch this morning? I sure did, yeah. So don't date the podcast by saying it was this morning. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> so this morning I got up and um and I thought the launch was seven thirty five and so I just thought oh, I'll find the stream and chuck it on the TV. Um, oh, because I've had oh, the other thing I've had is the the idiot like you like you love fiber installation people right? We know that saga yeah. like that was we're talking about a Star Wars saga. We're talking about um, the list yeah. equivalent being your fiber saga. <laughs> you know, My fiber saga. You know, that, 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 that plague 
probably uh, two or three months of, of, of stories across uh, episodes around it was it sort of. 2011, 2011, 2019, yeah. 18, 18, I think, 2018. 18, yeah. So we've had, we've got the billboards out in front of our satellite town saying we're going to all have fiber by August. And so that's yeah, on. Yeah, and you're like, sweet. Yeah, so, so they came up our street, um, effed up our internet, so we had no internet at all for about two days. They gave us some cell phone data until they could send a technician who confirmed that, yeah, they screwed something up outside at the box. So didn't even have to walk into our house. It was just the idiots digging up footpaths and going to be cowboys. But without even trying, we've heard of four other people, um, you know, a few blocks over and another one in the next town that um, they've all had the same issues because these guys are just cowboys, man. They just go dig a hole chuck something in it, mess some shit up, and then head on to the next satellite town. Um, where are they going with that? So we got um, Terrible... Uh, Tiger Space... Um, um, something before... Oh, Space Explorers, yeah. So, um, I, I keep saying this morning, I've got to stop this. I've got to stop this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so... Uh, space they virtually married at this point. I've been dating it so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, got up this morning and tra- and I thought the launch was at 7:35 a.m. our time. Um, but thought I'll get the stream going, chuck it on the Chromecast for the watch it on the big tally. And luckily I did because it was actually at like 7:25 or something like that. Yeah, so well, I tuned yeah. in with eight minutes to go. <laughs> watch the countdown, watch the launch, and um, yeah, happy days. It was awesome. It was. It was absolutely stunning. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it was, it was, my heart was racing. I was like, this it was, was me too. I was, with like humans on it. I, I was, my heart was pounding. It's, it's weird, like, they've been sending, like, you know, Russians have been sending people on their, like, um, fucking ancient Soyuz rockets for years. <laughs> and we're like, right, yeah, fine, with this brand new state-of-the-art SpaceX rocket that they have tested to the extreme. And yeah. I'm like, shit, I'm nervous. I really enjoyed, like, being able to watch a live launch like that. It was um, it was superb. I so I set my alarm to, like, 6.30 to get to get up early to watch the build-up. Yeah. <laughs> build-up. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, apparently oh, they're, they're still uh, not to date the podcast, um, which you're allowed to do if you say not to date the podcast beforehand. Not to date the podcast. Um, they're orbiting for the next 19 hours or, or 19 hours after, you know, yeah, 19 hours after, after the after, detachment um, or whatever. Um, yeah. But they're broadcasting that whole thing, apparently. So, um, the well, they're probably just talking crap for a long time, but I imagine they're going to just continue broadcasting the docking to ISS as well. So um, find that yeah, on the so YouTube channel and set an alarm. Yeah, I guess 19 hours from uh, from liftoff is going to be in the wee small hours of our morning. So yeah, uh, yeah, it might need to be a um, an early wake up. Get up, have a Milo, and that, and then go back to bed or something. Yeah, but that was good. Um, it was exciting. So I think, like after um, all the horrible things and tension and crap that's happening in the US at the moment, um, hopefully that will be one sign of unity for the country that um, that did something pretty amazing. And yeah, yeah, and, it and, and cool that it kind of took NASA and SpaceX together to do it as well. There's something poetic about that. 
the most haunted guy we know from Loburn. Um, Loburn, wow, Loburn resident, nice. Yeah, with some saying it keeps them awake at night. A pulsing hum, a throbbing vibration, a deep droning. Whatever people are hearing, they're clearly not alone in hearing it. Um, often it comes from holiday homes near Tekapa. <laughs> With unlike yeah. conversations there, about there was, the noise. There was, a, there was a throbbing vibration and deep droning, definitely, from the <laughs> down. Have you ever heard the hum or maybe uh, something else? <laughs> Former Waimakarari Mayor David Ayers said he remembered a resident complaining about it in Rangiora some years back. This is where we found a really small town. He was like, yeah, I, I think I remember a guy years ago. <laughs> He said, I stood with them in their living room and couldn't hear a thing. I fully accept that they could, he said. So that so they went to the mayor and whinged about a hum and he literally went to their living room. Came around. <laughs> to try and, yeah, came around. I'm on my well, way. Hey, Dave, Dave, come around here, mate. I, I, you're looking at this hum. Hear this. Yeah, I've got this real sort of throbbing vibration in my living room. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what we're out today. No, no, no. Dave, Dave, come around. Come around, check out my throbbing vibration. <laughs> it was a swingers party, but he missed the memo. <laughs> um, the council did look into some possible causes, but none stacked up. And when others said they could hear it, they were isolated examples widespread across the Wainwright district with no pattern. Ears said, well, he did not, well, he had not been able to hear the historical hum, he could now hear a pulsating noise like many other people. So he never used to be right, able to hear he, it, but now he can. He so he claimed he couldn't hear it when it was going to be his job to fix it, I guess. Exactly. Oh, I can't hear anything about it. It's like, Dave, I can't hear you. I can sound that hard. I can't hear a thing. And then Gary gets retired. He's like, oh, fuck, somebody was doing something about the pub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got himself a lazy soul block somewhere. <laughs> He's going to hang out at his death-style block and wins about the hum. Um, uh, yeah, see, a district council spokesman said despite the social media interest, the council had only dealt with one inquiry uh, this year from a Rangiora resident. It's the same dude. Same dude. He's trying same to, dude. Mate, I don't want to come around to your house. Like, Stop trying to invite me over. Like, Stop using this excuse to get me around. I'm not coming over to your place. <laughs> Some residents say the noise has been annoying them for 12 years, and many claim it's only it's seasonal and only heard on dry nights. So um, that kind of lends to it might be like underwater, underground uh, irrigation or something like that. Um, so one person, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase some of the stuff. Shane O'Neill uh, plotted the reports on a map to see if he could find a pattern to no avail. Um, he said he heard of people hearing it as far afield as Hannah Springs, which is 115 kilometres north of Kaiapoi, uh, which is Wait, roughly where they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, one commenter said she had resorted to wearing headphones to block out the noise but could still feel it when she put her head against a pillow. Um, and others have moved... Uh, have ended up shifting bedrooms to drown out the noise uh, by the hum of their septic tank. <laughs> so that's like rather sweet. Like rather get the hum of the septic tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. to the septic tank. I resorted to sleeping in the septic tank. That was the only place I could get away from the noise. Totally worth it. 
Um, so Gavin Herring suggests the hum was caused by engines pumping water out of the ground for irrigation. It's been around for years. We're on top of aquifers and the noise travels. It was worse years ago when there was more than one going. They used to harmonize. Hmm. So like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, yeah. Do I have that on Spotify? I might see if they're around what they're on Spotify. North Canterbury is not alone in experiencing a hum. Similar noises have been reported across the country and globally. Canada had a Windsor hum. New Mexico had a Taos hum. Kokomo hum started in Indiana. UK, there's a Durham like a hum. hum, hum. The Kokomo hum. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the party <laughs> hum. Yeah. Um, For years, the internet has filled up with reports of global or worldwide hum, a phenomenon reported to be audible to up to 4% of the world's population. Um, nothing else too groundbreaking here. Um, McPherson outlines four competing theories on his site, which he plans to examine in turn. VLF radio frequencies interacting with the body, low frequency sound and infrasound from human activity such as traffic, wind farms or mining, geological processes and an inter internal body process such as tinnitus. Um, so the one he doesn't mention there is aliens, which is clearly what it actually is about. Thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, I've read through the comments here. Um, no, I've read the comments. I got all very faded by all the ads, so I didn't scroll that far. <laughs> It was all very ho hum, which isn't uh, no one likes that comment or enjoys it, which is a bit um, a bit sad. Uh, I that there. Um, someone else said, "I put this in the problem in I put this problem in the problems of the rich and famous category. Those with more serious real don't worry about these sorts of problems. They don't have time." Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's, that's good. Uh, I've got read your Winnie the Pooh. It'll be caused by a small bear going for a walk at home. But a comedy bear, which didn't really uh, go down go down too well. Um, here's one here. UFO North Canterbury has always been a hot spot. I don't know what UFO North Canterbury has always been a hot spot. <laughs> Similar odd noises have been documented around the world. One more common one is the Rosby wave, which came from the Caribbean Sea. Interesting. Dot, 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 dot. And then someone else says, perhaps with a hum from Winnie the Pooh. It is very, very funny because I know I had some honey because I had a label on saying honey. Uh, credit AA Milne. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh... So, yeah, we're some, really, we're some really intelligent people on this part of the world, as I was going to say. Um, hashtag support local. Support local yeah. um, comments. And also, if you, if you, dear listener, have heard a hum in your neighbourhood, um, Send us a carrier pigeon telling us where it is, and we'll mention it. Totally, totally, totally right. There's, um, there's some more comments in here, but some are so long. There's um, a guy called Ladge putting a comment in here, so um, I don't know if it's you. Is that you? No, I mean, not that, uh, I'm, not that I remember doing. Ladge said, this could be you. Maybe maybe you were just in sort of like some um, sleep-deprived state uh, from some being a, a, a you know new father and supporting uh, a wife recovering from extensive surgery. Uh, but Lad said, I used to hear that noise in Christchurch. It started in 2009. I used to wander around my house at night trying to figure out what caused it. I turned all the power off one night and I could still hear it, not electrical. I couldn't hear it outside. But it was the loudest I was lying with my ear against the mattress. 
Thank you, thank you, lads. <laughs> that was <brilliant>. great. <laughs> All right. Anything else to add? No, that's our, uh, I guess our support local local businesses, local comments, local news stories episode has come to a close. So, um, yeah, we've managed to squeeze an episode out, which we, I wasn't sure if we would be able to do this weekend, but um, good on us, we've managed it. Frickin', frickin' stars, frickin' heroes. <laughs> yep. This is what they mean by an essential service, obviously, is um, let's record. <laughs> and uh, frontline staff being you and I. Um, Actually, um, on, 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 on that, I um, was driving on the way up to Tectopara, and this guy pulled out in front of me when we were still moving Christchurch, and like it was sort of felt like he hadn't checked his blind spot. Like, you know, like he just pulled out of the car, up of the car park and I was like, oh, brakes on. And as we pulled up next to him at the lights, he had signed occupying most of the uh, window on the driver's side, uh, in the <laughs> rear, the rear driver's side window. It said, thanks to your workers. So he oh. has put a dumb sign up on his car, which has created a blind spot for him, which nearly caused it a crash. Um, with me all <laughs> so. Smart. Real genius, eh? And um, he made a homemade sign on A4 paper and stuck it in the window. <laughs> thanks for speaking records. <laughs> yeah, he's probably meaning just the people operating the drive through at Macca's. This is true, Jason. I get the meaning, but if you've created the blind spot, I mean, you nearly crashed into my car by pulling out in front of me. Imagine we can do the place in the back sign. All right. Well, on that note, we'll call that another episode of Life to the Sky podcast. Join us next time. Toodles, too.